You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi, this is episode 23 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmeyer here with John Wayne McMahon. We, it's a shorter week for us because we recorded on Thursday last week. Yep. And it's Tuesday. So I feel like we just left, basically, is what I'm saying. I felt that way driving over here <laughs> to your house. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm glad, though, we're able to get together again. Yep. Um, we're still in the Watchmaker sermon series, yep. which I think is going great. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you get us caught up on where we're at now this year in week three of the Watchmaker series? Cool. I hope you've uh, had a chance to follow along with us, either live or um, through the podcast. But uh, this is a four-week series, and we just went through the third week. And the first week, we talked about um, just kind of an introduction, but acknowledging and starting with the foundation that God is the giver of gifts, that He is a an artisan, a watchmaker, one that intricately puts together the body of Christ uh, to respond and to continue His mission in the world. And so that is a obvious and a, an important place to start. And then the second week, this past week, uh, or two weeks ago, we, we looked at the the specific spiritual gifts and so we really mm-hmm. pull those out of three uh, places they're all Paul's writings one from First Corinthians chapter twelve one from Romans twelve and another from Ephesians chapter four and we'll actually look at Ephesians four more this coming Sunday but those places we find these spiritual gifts like wisdom and knowledge and faith and healing and uh, prophecy a discernment tongues interpretation of tongues um, service um, teaching encouragement, leadership, mercy, um, all kinds of evangelism, pastorship, all of those kind of come out. Um, and it's an interesting thing. We, we didn't have, you know, it's it's tough to cover all these in a four-week series. Yeah, but, really. Um, what we see or what I believe with these is that they um, there's a reason why they're different in the three different letters that Paul's writing to three different churches. And so they're... Um, there's different ones that are important for Paul to talk about to those different churches. The other thing is, while uh, most scholars pull them together to try and come up with a, a full understanding of how the Spirit empowers the body of Christ, I don't know that they're complete. Like I don't, I don't know that that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do know is that these are the different modes and avenues through which God empowers His people to continue his mission. And that's by acts of mercy and compassion and evangelism and calling up teachers and preachers and, and all of these things. And so that's important for us to think about. Um, and that's what we talked about in, in the second week. And then this past week, if you're with us, we looked at um, how do we discern these? And I think one of the, one of the ways that we can figure out where our spiritual gifts may be is in obedience and response to the callings that God puts in our lives. And so we talked about the passions that pop up in our lives. It may be a passion for your children. And so you may find your spiritual gifts, like not every um, stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad is able to homeschool their kids Mm -hmm. um, because they may not have those giftings to be able to do that. Um, But you, one mom may be able to teach and another mom may be able to instill compassion and mercy in certain ways or to lead and instill leadership in their kids. And so, um, these different passions we have, that's why we see ministries pop up in our churches. Like uh, we, we heard from Nanette last week with Oasis Ministries. Um, there is a ministry that we support that is a transitional home for women coming out of prison. 
that came out of someone responding to a passion, a burden that they had. And it was through that response that those people found that God is gifting them to be able to do that. And so that's kind of where what we covered um, this past week. And I think where where we'll land today as we as we look at those things. And then just to tease next week a little bit, um, we'll look at uh, that it takes us actually um, serving and finding ways to apply those gifts. And so we'll discuss that this week. If you're wondering, okay, I, I'm doing this and I, I think I have this gift of teaching or prophecy or, you know, mercy or whatever it is. How do I, how do I use that? Yeah. How do I instill that? And so that'll be the discussion. I think week. it's interesting. Um, I filled out the spiritual gift survey yeah. and I got my results and, and just the categories that, that you guys uh I don't. I don't think you make it made it up. You got this from somewhere else, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But these categories that mm-hmm. I fit, I fell into, mm-hmm. um, really just kind of got me thinking. It's like, okay, what does that mean? And yeah. what is the practical application of these? Yeah. These results. So I'm really excited to look. I'm looking forward to. Wait, are you are you vulnerable enough to share what your gifts were? I could. I have it here. Yeah. Because um, again, I just I'm not sure where these you know they hang, where these are leading me. Um, first is faith. Uh huh. Uh, second, and the, these two are very close. They're they're almost tied, not quite. Teaching and prophecy. Yeah, I saw prophecy. I have I have the master list, so I saw everything. Oh, nice. And so I saw Jason's got prophecy. I'm like, woo! We got a prophet. <laughs> we got a prophet. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Well, so that's cool. How are you processing that? Like, like where are you slowly? at? Slowly. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Like um, teaching, I think probably that's how I got to be here behind this podcast yeah. microphone. Yeah. Um, so I really was kind of excited about that one. I was like, cool, this kind of just, this did work out. Mm-hmm. Um, prophecy might lead itself to the story of how uh, I approached you about this in the first place and kind yeah. of, you were, we were yeah. on that same wavelength. Yeah. There. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. I look forward to learning more about these and that's cool. And, um, I expect. So two things I want to acknowledge about yeah. that. One is that it is a process and so this is the beginning of a conversation mm-hmm. where where Jason now you're starting to think through what is this what does this mean and and now you get to look back in your life and go okay where did that play out yeah. oh it did play out in this scenario mm-hmm. or that scenario and so um, but just know that it takes time for us to do that it's also um, you know like if you are called if you have this this spiritual gift of teaching that doesn't mean that it. It, it's complete in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's something that God is giving you the, the uh, push towards mm-hmm. and that God may desire to continue to shape that. And I think that that's important for us to, to understand. And the, the second thing I want to pull out is that, um, that we need to take these spiritual gifts assessments. So if you're listening, yeah. like go on our website and do it because we have over 120 so far that have done it. Um, and it's sparked some really cool conversations. It's going to help us in the long run. Um, what we're going to do with this is we're going to take your spiritual gifts and we're going to match them with the staff is coming up with volunteer opportunities in the church uh, and and finding ways that um, lay people can get involved. And so and what spiritual gifts go with, say, the students need a bus driver. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that spiritual gift is probably um Probably doesn't need to speak in tongues. Probably <laughs> something like mercy or compassion yeah. or leadership or something like that. And so um, if you're called to that, then we'll be able to suggest that here's one area that you can get involved in. And I want to be very clear that this is um, my calling as a pastor. One of my responsibilities 
pretty much my major responsibility is to equip the saints to be participate in the body of Christ. Yeah. It's not to try and get you guys to do a bunch of stuff so I don't have to work as hard. Um, it's actually because when you are responding with your giftings and participating in the body of Christ, I feel like you are growing closer to God and you're growing closer to who you were created to be. And so that's part of my job. And we are much better together than we are a bunch of uh, professional church members or professional church leaders trying to do everything. Really, y'all are better than I am at so many things. (laughs) And if I'm called to lead and guide and equip, then I need to do that well. And this is one of those avenues we're doing it. I know. I think a lot of people, uh, everybody has things that they're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm talking about outside church right now. You know, and maybe it is movies or fantasy football or, or, you know, sports, you know, coaching your kids or whatever. Right. But then the, 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 the next logical step is how do I take this specific passion, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, and apply that to the church to just get more out of it? You know, yeah. there's, there's more life. We've said that. Yeah. It's, it's the motto of the church. You know? yeah. So I think people should, I encourage them to think about it in that regards and not just like, this is what I'm being burdened with. Oh, no, I'm going to get a call when I'm not ready for it for the yeah by a preacher to come do this you know there's it's there's a good way to look at it and that's that's what i hope people are doing yeah i'm trying to say right yeah absolutely Um, so we talked about uh in the series that god is the giver of these gifts Mm -hmm. to us right and Mm -hmm. and we've talked about how you know the holy spirit is with us to to strengthen us and keep us and and kind of uh, encourage us along the way you know so um I'm, I'd like to talk about how these gifts kind of came to you or how you discovered them in your life. Yeah, sure. And how you listened to them. First off, you didn't just ignore them and say, oh, right. get that away from me. Yeah. Maybe you did. I did. <laughs> I did some, but I'll share that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to just kind of go over your story. We've heard parts of it in sermons before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there's not like a, here's the concise guide of it too. Yeah. So maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let me try and tell you, especially through this lens of, of calling and spiritual giftings and things like that. Um, many of y'all know that I... I found a rock bottom in my life when I was 20 years old, um, almost got kicked out of college, uh, accused of cheating on a midterm, moved back to Bryan College Station where uh, my family's from and uh, was waiting tables. Uh, but but I was at rock bottom and, and struggling with life and um, really struggling with purpose because up to that point, I had felt like I could do anything I wanted. And um it was when I was 20 and I ran into some of these obstacles that I realized I'm not really all uh, cut out to what I thought I was. I really am not that awesome. <laughs> and so um, through some difficulties and bad decisions and things like that, God opened my eyes to see the brokenness that was in my own heart. Mm-hmm. And, and in that stage, the church reached out to me and asked me to start volunteering with a youth group. And so I did that. I thought it was a terrible idea. Like, why would you invite a drunk uh, to be some kind of volunteer with students? <laughs> Probably a bad idea. Don't recommend it for our own student ministry. But it was a way that God poured grace out. And, and obviously, we did that safely. And, and yeah. it took a commitment for me. But um, it was through just volunteering and hanging out and seeing a positive influence. I also started to see students 
going the same road that I had gone down. I grew up in church, mm-hmm. like, and I and I lived lived a dual life in high school where I would participate in the youth group and I would live another life on Friday and Saturday night yeah. and things like that. Um, so immediately God gave me a passion, a burden, um, a, a lump in my throat, like what I was yeah. talking about on Sunday, that uh, students don't have to hit rock bottom to know that God loves them. And so I wanted to be a part of that um, as well. And so my immediate response was was to keep saying yes to student ministry and, and do that. And through that, I had opportunities to teach Sunday school and to uh, lead lessons and small groups um, really kind of thrown on me without giving me the opportunity to say no. <laughs> uh, so I had mentors and leaders that yeah. just kind of pushed me in the direction that they saw God calling me, even when I didn't see that happening. So community was really important. Um, I realized that in teaching, even when I was cr- like just really bad at it, uh, that I felt um, encouraged by how God used me in teaching. Um, and I felt like there may be something there. And so I just needed to keep saying yes to that as much as possible. Um, and then at the same time, like there's a there's another I, I got uh, invited to be a counselor at a church camp. Um, I spoke in front of the group for the one of the first times I'd done large public speaking. Yeah. And someone, a friend of mine came up and said, listen, I think you're, I don't even know you, but God's told me to come over and talk to you. I think you're called to be a preacher. And I basically told her to get away from me. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't want to hear that right now. She and I are friends now. Um, but it was passions and burdens put in my life and community, seeing things I couldn't see in myself. Yeah. Um, and God using all of that to make that happen. And here's something else I'd like to add. I realized after about four or five years in student ministry that I was not called to be a student minister. Hmm. I just felt like I'm not that good at it. I'll say it over and over again. Clint Wiley, our student pastor, is one of the best I've ever been around. Yeah. And I didn't have the vision he does for student ministry, um, nor the the leadership in that demographic and that age group that he does. And I and I was aware of that, and but I still knew that my calling was in in ministry. And yeah. so went to seminary, um, to develop the call and the burden for the local church ministry. And, and along the way, God was able to develop that. And, and the last thing I'll say, like, for example, I, I feel like, um, my spiritual gifts land in like, uh, uh, pastorship, duh, <laughs> uh, preaching and teaching. Okay. Um, and, and like leadership and discernment and things like that. So when I was terrified of public speaking, like, yeah. God didn't like like bring me into the world with the ability to get in the pulpit. Like it was in me somewhere, but it was only in saying yes and developing this that God allowed me to grow quickly um, into someone who could teach and and open up God's word and make it accessible uh, for other people. And and I just mean that with all humility because. I was really bad at it like six or seven years ago. And I know I have a long ways to go, mm-hmm. but I definitely can see where God has um, made that uh, easier for me to learn than some other things that I don't feel like I'm gifted at. Um, like I struggle with administration and things like that. And and like that's a growth opportunity for me. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was discernment and leadership. Like I, it was when I started to say yes to leadership and when I made decisions that I could look back and go, 
that was the right decision when it didn't look clear to anyone else. And so um, it was in those moments of saying yes and God bringing me along and all of that stuff happening that spiritual gifts kind of developed and came out of there. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, it's. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of thinking while you're talking, uh, like I'd been asked, this is, public speaking is also not my forte yeah. and it terrifies me. It's why I really don't do it when yeah. I can avoid it. Right. But uh, in my in my professional life in the past, uh, I was very passionate about this particular technology. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the word passion for you. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of picked it up very easily and it made a lot of sense to me. And I guess someone recognized that, a, a business development manager, and said, hey, you know, our people uh, that report to me that I'm responsible for um, need to use this tool that you're, you're, you like a lot. Can you do a training for it? Yeah. And there was like, you know, 40, 50 people in there. And he took me down to Galveston and said, you know, you're going to do a demo. Go. Yeah. And somehow that just worked out. I didn't have that kind of, even the the fear of public speaking really didn't get away because I I was talking about something I was passionate about. Right. And I felt like I was very, I very intimate in the knowledge, uh, you know, what I was doing. So it was more of a, here, let me show you how to do this than a, oh my gosh, I'm standing in front of all you people, you know? Yeah. So I wonder, I, I really want the listener to, um, think about how they can take their passions and, and you've mentioned student ministry you know um, we always have these missions that with kids that need mm-hmm. adult help yeah. you know, volunteers and um, how, how can people you know really look inside and say oh you know what I, I want to volunteer in this, yeah. this area of the church whether it's student ministry or yeah. or whatever it is so well, I think I think one thing I would say real quick is that uh, just thinking about your example and the way that God calls us, like I try to talk about this Sunday that I don't want us to see that God gave us like one or two su- Christian superpowers, right. right? And that's all we have, mm-hmm. right? I don't want us to get trapped in that box. Like first of all, when we were talking before we started this, the Holy Spirit cannot be put in a box. Yeah, we can't even like get our head around this. I mean. We've been doing this for thousands of years, like thinking about the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit relates to us and how He guides us and and, and empowers us. And so I don't want you to think that we're just given like one or two superpowers and then everything else you don't have to do. So here's an example. Uh, you're not given the spiritual gift of giving, so do you think you're not supposed to give? Right. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. but it, others are able to excel and see opportunities of giving mm-hmm. that, that some of us aren't able to. And so I want to point that out. I also want to point out that there are seasons where God puts a burden on our heart and we he gifts us with the ability to be able to lead and guide and serve in that way. And so that comes out in your situation. It comes out in, in my situation with students. I love students. I didn't think I could be the pastoral long-term leadership for students. Yeah. I still speak at camps all the time yeah. and feel like my gifts are not in leadership in that demographic, but more for teaching and preaching and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, does that make sense? Yeah. And and you're right for the listener. Like I just, I want you to, um, I want you to know that in these passions and burdens um, and nudges that God gives you, that if you don't say yes to them and don't give them a shot, you may never know how God was gifting you to yeah. respond in those situations. You know, the perfect kick in the pants that we all experienced here recently was when Hurricane Harvey came to town. And 
and I've said this before on the podcast, you know, you guys weren't, you didn't take the class on how to deal yeah. with the hurricane, right? Yeah, that's not in seminary. But it should be now. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys can go teach yeah. a, a, a session on that. Yeah. But I, I saw a couple times I was up at the church and there were, you know, people doing daycare in, mm-hmm. in for a hundred children yeah. and wanted, you know, and broke up into groups and they were going all different directions and keeping these kids entertained and happy and safe. Right. While parents were coming and asking, what can I do? Yeah. And even people on staff who had let the, I mean, there was a call to action. It's like, we need to coordinate yeah. mug buckets and sending people to houses and then cooking meals and all, all of these different things. Um, where else did that come from, the ability to do that? Yeah, right. 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 And I think um, a lot we can talk about there. Right? Like Alan Hirsch, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. Alan Hirsch uh, is a, is an author and a missiologist, and he writes about communitas uh, rather than community. And I won't get into that too much, but communitas simply being the community that is responding to leading the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. And it's not just stand still. And so what's so beautiful about the church is when the church ebbs and flows and responds and changes for things that need to happen right away. And so what you saw was the Holy Spirit was empowering people and sending people and equipping people to do things when it was needed. And Mm -hmm. that need was met in that moment. So we saw that all over the place. We saw people on our staff. I'm thinking of one person in particular that really came into their own uh, in in learning about their gifts of administration, yeah. being able to organize and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt like I could see clear decisions that needed to be made in, in urgency. I saw uh, other pastors on our staff doing the same thing, and I saw lay people responding in just miraculous ways. I mean, like I'm just thinking of, for example, I'm thinking of of. People at home that have the gift, what I know to be the gift of compassion or mercy, and because they couldn't get out and muck out a house, they found a way to help, like cook a casserole or go and sit in a shelter and speak with people. And those are saying yes and using their gifts in ministry. And so, um, and that's responding to the burdens and the passions and the, 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 those pushes that come from the Holy Spirit. So that's, that was huge. So how do we know? where these passions fall come from in our life, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, thankfully we can't have a hurricane every single day. Right. That really kind of spurs us, kicks us yeah. in the pants. Right. Yeah. Um, and probably we're not all going to spawn an entirely new ministry based around foster children from yeah. zero to yeah. here where we are, you know, yeah. um, there's going to be little things, you know, where, where, where do we go? Yeah. And like, again, I want to stress that, these burdens and passions in our life, they, the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in John chapter four, I think. Um, he tells Nicodemus, the spirit blows where it wants, where it may. Yeah. And so I think that the Holy Spirit, we just need to be expecting that the Holy Spirit is going to guide us in really big ways and also really small, like almost easy to miss ways. Mm -hmm. And so the burden or passion or lump in your throat, uh, it may be a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. It may be looping back around on the highway because you saw someone that needed help. It may be um, inviting a neighbor over for dinner. It may be 
um, volunteering for Sunday school, uh, whatever it is. Like, I just think, like, this is not a formula to, again, to get all of everyone that's listening involved in something. It is a promise that the Holy Spirit calls us and guides us and leads us. And so those passions, I think if you're listening, you already know what I'm talking about. And so just be aware of those and be expecting. I want you to start your days thinking, where is the Holy Spirit going to blow? Where is is he going to lead me today? Um, And what opportunities do I have to respond? And And that's where we find what our spiritual gifts are or how exactly they play out in our lives. Because we go, you know what? That really didn't work out. I tried to teach someone about something and yeah. that was tough or um, that conversation didn't go how I, was, how I thought it was going to be. Or, man, I can't believe that God said those words through me yeah. and I was able to relate to this person or, or lead this small group or whatever it is. So just be expectant and be ready for that. And I think that's the best advice that I could give us this week. Yes. Yeah, you know, if you were on a sailboat and mm-hmm. this huge, the wind, I love the wind metaphor, yeah. it starts blowing. Do you turn and go try and run into the wind and yeah. fight against it? Yeah. Or do you kind of just steer your boat this direction and let the wind take you? Yeah, that's a great analogy because how unpleasant would it be to try and to, to put the sailboat up when it's not pleasant? Yeah. Right? And it's not going to help anything. And so, um, but there is beauty in allowing ourselves to, to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's put a bow on it. Friends, <laughs> on the website, you can find this assessment still on the front page on the banner. There, mm-hmm. There is the watchmaker uh, graphic, and then you'll see spiritual assessment. It, we've shared it on our Facebook pages. Uh, you can find those with some great artwork that has unwrapping our gifts. Yeah. That's been all over the place. Um, keep looking for blogs. We've got another blog coming this week about um, testimony of spiritual gifts and hopefully one more next week. Um, and again, we still really want to hear from you. So podcast at kingwoodumc.org. If you want to tell us what this podcast has meant to you, if you want to make suggestions, if you want to ask us questions, anything like that, we would appreciate any feedback. And we've seen um, real numbers that show when you listen to this and then yes. share it with people, Yeah. then that gets that message out to even more people. And, and that's really our, our ultimate desire is, is for as many people as possible to hear this and participate with yeah. it and share it. And um, Yeah, if this is helpful for you, yeah. share it with one other person. And if you have to take their iPhone there you go. <laughs> and you show them how to subscribe to that, yeah. um, then do that. Or show them the website link or, or um, the, through the iTunes or mm-hmm. through Podbean or whatever. Um, but help us out because uh, we, we're doing this because we're praying and we're hopeful that God is using this in, in, in a way that is glorifying to his kingdom. And so you can help us by doing that, by getting this out. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thanks All right. So we much. love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>